Hey, this is Adam Penapinto. I'm the pastor here at Hope Covenant Church, and I'm so glad that you're joining with us today. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a part of our Hope Covenant Church family, we would love to connect with you via social media on all social media outlets or on our website, hopecovenant.cc. I hope this word encourages, inspires, and challenges you in your daily walk with God as we dig deeper into his word. Let's jump right into today's message. I do want to welcome those of you that are watching online. Perhaps you're listening on the podcast. Uh, Hope Kevin, would you put your hands together for our online listeners and viewers? It's good to have you. If you're ever in the Charlotte area, say it every week, and I'll say it again. Stop on by, and we will make you feel right at home as you join this family, won't we, Hope Covenant? I want to encourage you guys to stand to your feet this morning. There's a shifting that's happened spiritually in this room this morning. Um, I just want to make you aware of that. And what I mean by that is not a shifting necessarily just for this church, but there's something about to change in every person's life here. And I want to give you a message as we talk about our, our part two of our series on prayer, the prayer of Jabez, which means pain. And I'll get into all of that. How many of you here this morning can say, I have been in pain, whether internally or externally, I've experienced pain in my life, everybody? Okay, that's every hand in here. Now, I thank you, Lord, that we're moving into a trajectory that you have for us that is something that's ordained and planned by you that we could not do ourselves. It's bigger than us. And so I speak with the authority of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit that is evident and operating in this place. And I thank you, Lord, that today is a game-changing day for each of us in our lives. Lord, where we have been complacent and been in sin, we are going to repent and get free of that. Where we have been blind and deaf and dumb because we haven't been pressing into your Holy Spirit, I thank you, Lord, that as we press into you and as we press into your word, there's a release of wisdom. And so, Father, I thank you. It's good to have knowledge, but I thank you for more than that, that there would be wisdom that would be released in this place. Holy Spirit, I ask for your anointing that would go beyond my ability this morning, and we tap into your spirit in Jesus' name. If you believe that, would you shout amen? Amen. You guys can be seated. Now, I'll tell you this. I don't know if I'm going to do this in two parts, this prayer of Jabez, or if I'm going to do it in one. Um, I'm not sure. I'm just going to see how this goes today because I do feel the power of the Holy Spirit here this morning. I want to prophetically deliver this message, not just give you knowledge. Okay, I say this all the time. Knowledge is that tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is that tomatoes do not belong in a fruit salad. Okay, and so I am asking the Lord this morning. I have this morning, and I woke up, and I put my toe out of bed, and the Lord told me very clearly as I put my toe out of bed, and it was cold, and how many of you are ready for summer? Not to get off track, but hey, come on, Jesus. It's funny, I'm always ready for summer and winter. Anyway, whatever, you know, it's whatever season we're in. As I put my toe out of bed, the Lord told me, it is time for you to legitimately stop just saying it religiously, but really mean it that you walk by faith and not by sight. There are times where if I could be candid and honest with you, I'm behind the keyboard and I'm hyperventilating in the back of my mind because things aren't where I want them to be here at this church. I want it to be bigger. I'm an achiever. I want it to be better. I want it to be welcoming. I look at things and I see the imperfections rather than the perfections. And how many of you know that perfectionism is not godly? Excellence is perfectionism is a disease. 
and the Lord is purging me of perfectionism. And because he's, pr he's purging me of this by the nature of the fact that you are under the covering of my leadership, he's also purging you of it. Yeah. Welcome to the family. The Lord is eliminating and purging a spirit of perfectionism that drives you rather than you resting in his goodness and him doing things in his timing. There's something that is breaking over this church. Understand that's not a building. This building's going to burn one day, but we will be forever in eternity together. I'm watching a generation that struggles with pain and depression and anxiety. I'm watching a generation that is riddled with a spirit of fear, which actually was talked about at this conference in one of the best ways I've ever heard because there was an anointing and it wasn't just head knowledge. And I made a decision this week that I am done just delivering messages that are material on an iPad, but that I am going for the anointing. That I am unapologetically welcoming Holy Spirit that changes lives because I stand here and I am accountable for every life that I come in contact with. Yeah, right. Now, again, that is the same for you. Every person that you come in contact with is an opportunity that God has entrusted to you to not only deliver knowledge, but the anointing. People should feel the presence of God when they're around you. When they don't, it's perhaps because you are not in the right place. You say, are you angry? No, I'm passionate this morning. I'm not angry. I'm, in fact, this is very loving, just so you know. There is a sleep and a slumber that is over this nation that God is breaking in this moment. Amen. There's a call that is coming from heaven to the United States of America and if we respond, I believe, I don't care if a Chinese balloon flies across this nation and blows up in Charleston or not. I believe that if we will tap into the spirit of God, there's a verse in my Bible that says, when we humble ourselves, pray and repent, he saves our land. That verse is the same yesterday, today and forever because God is. I am not going to be moved by fear. I'm probably also not going to get to this message. Because God is here and he's not, he, it's not that God is absent. It's that we are absent of his spirit and of his presence. And I feel the Lord saying, if you would wake up, I'll take care of all the other issues. If you would just get into a place of the presence of God, I will shake things up and do what you can't. Well, I'm financially in a position where I have some needs. I love this. When you look at Facebook and like you're counseling everybody on Facebook with all the problems that you have, I'm just trying to be real. Can I be real with you for a second? Many of us need to do this, just shutting our mouths. And by the way, that's also our fingers because we go crazy on social media and get into the presence of God and say, Lord, what are you saying right now to me that I need to hear rather than just shouting out all my problems? Because actually what it really is, it's not counseling, it's complaining. And it keeps you in the wilderness. Somebody is in here saying, uh, have you been reading my Facebook? This is not designed or targeted at a person. This is to whomever wants to come and drink of this, you will be free. But the Lord has been moving me. Like, what 
What set, I don't want to keep doing, can I tell y'all, I am so sick and tired of church. That's probably not something a pastor should say. But like, I, I literally have put this church on the altar and said, Lord, either you come or I don't want to be here. I love our branding. I love, I love us as a family. But Lord, if you're not going to ignite this thing and make it contagious that Charlotte knows we're here, I don't want anything to do with this. And I have wept in the presence of the Lord all week long. Because when you get to a place where God, either you do this or I'll die, either you show up and you show off or I'll die, you know what happens? He shows up because he responds to desperation. He responds to hunger. My message title this morning is, Are You Hungry? Not the prayer of Jabez. We'll do that next week. Because there's something about the moment of right now. God is omnipresent and his presence is always accessible. But there's a wake-up call anointing. Some of you are just like, I don't know what to do right now. I've got this option, this option, and this option, and I'm so confused. How many of you know that when you get into the presence of the Lord, confusion lifts? When you get serious about God and follow his principles, confusion lifts. Also, depression lifts. Fear lifts. Uh, Let me give you a scripture verse for that, okay? God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power to love and a sound mind. What casts out all fear? Perfect love. What is perfect love? Who is love? God is love. There's something shifting over a nation that has been riddled with fear and not sure what to do. And I believe the church is waking up. I could see it in the spirit. I heard uh, Landon Shot, a pastor that was speaking at this conference. He said, what is fear? Fear is wearing rubber gloves and a face mask when you're alone in a car. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? And fear is pastors that have been gagged by the enemy. It's demonic that won't say it. Yeah, that's right. The enemy is trying to shit. You go, oh, I didn't know you were going to get it political. Shut up in Jesus' name. I'm not getting political. I'm speaking common sense. Yes. You and a car, are you afraid that the steering wheel is going to give you COVID for God's sake? Listen, I lost a brother-in-law to COVID. What did God do through that situation? How many of you know that our days are numbered and ordered of the Lord? We either trust that or we don't. Yes. COVID or not. Yes. Was it Michael W. Smith who was, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. There, Rick Pino, who's a worship leader, posted a video of a kid during COVID that was licking the railing in a theme park. And, and it was like, I'm, and I'm not suggesting anybody do that, but I'm just saying, we've gotten like, we've gotten ridiculous. We've lost our minds. Why? Because you lose your mind and you end up in that demonic state of mind or frame of mind when you're in fear because fear leads to insanity. And the Lord revealed that to me one night not long ago when I was in the shower and felt a spirit of fear come on me. But I literally, I was like, oh my Lord, what, what am I doing? This is insanity. And the Lord start, started to, well, you need to get into the spirit. 
And you need to start declaring and singing and worshiping me. And all of a sudden, the fear lifted and the anxiety lifted. And the Lord said, you being in fear is now disobedience. I'm commissioning you to constantly entertain my presence that fear is afraid of you. Think about that. Fear is afraid of me. I want to marinate in the presence of God so much that fear is afraid of me. Oh, I don't want to touch him. Oh, oh, snap. You know, I want hell to go. Adam just woke up this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The demons have to run. They have to be afraid because you know what? I carry the spirit of God. It's not that I'm arrogantly like, oh, I woke up. I check it out. I'm here. No, it's God. Here am I. I present myself as a sacrifice to God. And as a result of that, I see his manifest presence change me and then go out from me because it's not a lake. It's a river. There's rivers of living water that are going through me. And I'm a carrier of the Holy Spirit out to the community. So why is this church the size that it is? Why is it not busting at the seams? Because we're not carrying that. Notice I said we, not you. Because we're not carrying that. I want to be controversial. I do. I do. I don't want to be safe anymore. Because safe doesn't get people saved. Safe doesn't deliver. Safe doesn't show. No, when I step out and I'm totally freaked out, because I, I don't know what the barista who's got the little, you know, uh, her, she, her pin on that, you know, uh, just drives me crazy. Like, we know you're a chick. We get it. I do not have that on any of my social media profiles. Thank you. I'm all man. 100% straight American beef right here. Angus. Patrick is like, I don't know why I came to this church this morning. Patrick is straight like organic grass-fed beef, okay? If whatever I am, I'm watered down. I'm just letting y'all know, right? But give God glory right here. Oh my God, Jesus. If you're watching online, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're having fun today, though. What you feel right now is where we're going to continue to go. Because what you feel right now is the Holy Spirit. What you feel is the joy of the Lord. Because when he shows up, your burdens, they can go to hell. It's time for our burdens to go to hell. I'm serious. We are so distracted and so afraid. I I was listening to the news about this Chinese balloon. It's like all the rage and all the talk right now. And I'm like, you know, could you imagine if this nation was on fire for God? Which I believe is going to be. Because I believe in the end time harvest that the Bible prophesies. Yeah, I believe in that. Could you imagine if they were like surveilling and they're like seeing us all like flip out under the presence of God and they're like, what is this? You know, like what? You go ahead, check out, surveil our nation, see the presence of God rolling. You want our farms? You want to you you flourish like this? Why are we yapping? Is We've become so yappy. We just complain all the time. Start worshiping. He's got the whole world. What are we afraid of? It's all in his hands. He's in control. Why are we? Everybody say fear go. Fear go. Yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not, I'm not afraid. <laughs> I'm tired of worshiping where I can't. You'll probably notice during Glorious Day, I just like did a little hop, almost kicked the keyboard over. I don't care anymore. 
You know, the worship team, we, we had a song planned at the end that we never got to. Who cares? God was here. And I want to be like the kid in the lunchroom. I've said this before many times, and I'm sorry if it's repeat, but like, if you're not going to eat that, I'll eat it for you. That was me in the lunchroom, like, like whatever, just trading snacks and doing all that kind of stuff. But that's me when it comes to the presence of God. If you may, listen, I'll come, I'll, don't make me come down here and get in the chairs and worship with y'all, because I will. There's a rise of hunger, and there's a change that's happening. And I want the attraction to this church not to be that we're trying to be the biggest or the best church in Charlotte, but a church that is so hungry that we must see the manifest presence of God, that if we don't see it, we would rather die. Because that kind of desperation, Satan doesn't know what to do with. And that kind of person, Satan doesn't know how to mess with you anymore. Now the confusion's on him. Ha. Ha. So if you're in a position today where you're like, where am I going this year? What am I doing? Can I give you all a word of knowledge? A word that I believe is a word of the Lord. Where you've been worrying, God's got a solution that if you would tap into his presence, he'll unlock it and give it to you on a silver platter. And for me, that's becoming very alive. Liz and I were praying and we were interceding earlier this year. And we said, Lord, we've given everything that we have to give. And financially, we have thrown everything into this church. And we, we literally said, God, if you want us to continue with this, you're going to have to start to do some things because this is not what we necessarily want to build, what it looks like today. We see some things that you've shown us that this is supposed to become. And then the Lord gave us a house that we could not afford because the owners of the house looked this up. And I, I told you guys this story. If it's a repeat, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Because I can't stop testifying about the goodness of God. In a neighborhood that we can't afford to live, they didn't counter. They looked us up and found out we were pastors. And they were like, they're supposed to have the house. And then our house sold in two weeks. There was a buyer that was going to buy the house in the first week that way lowballed us. I said to Liz, we're just going to fleece the Lord and put it out there. Liz was crying. She said, well, I don't believe this is God. It's too low. I said, I, I, I hear you. Let's just be obedient and see what happens. And we'll pray that it's supposed to fall apart if it is. And it fell apart. Liz was hearing from the Lord. He saw every tear. And then we got an offer and it was amazing and it was supernatural. I'm giving you that example, not to tell you about our story necessarily to brag about it, but to tell you, I believe God is going to do all kinds of those kinds of things for each and every one of you. If you would get into his presence, marinate and let him transform you, you will see the supernatural. You will see God take you. There's a word in here. The only thing I'm going to preach in here, and I talked about it last week, and I'll probably talk about it next week when I actually get to this message, if that's what God has planned. The word telach, it's a Hebrew word. It's fun to say. You sound like you have popcorn in the back of your throat. What that word means is that you can go here, and that's your limitation, but that God takes you here. In other words, I don't have the ability to go any further than my limitations of what I can do in the natural, but then I tap into the supernatural and God does it. That's called the anointing. By the way, the gifts, what you can do where you can go here are without repentance. What that means is you can be in sin and you can still get here. The anointing is a different story. 
No, what you have to do is get into the presence of God. And as you press into him and as he purges you and cleanses you, and it's very simple. You just say, God, listen, I repent of my sin and I ask you to forgive me and wash me. And then you find the anointing comes. Listen, holiness and the anointing are straight up connected. You can't disconnect them. But they're accessible to each of you because of the power of the blood and the cross. You know, uh, lordship is this, I don't know why it's become this controversial conversation. I've heard some wacky theologies about it. It is a process. But if you're not processing, that's the problem. Meaning if God isn't doing a work, you are clearly not connected to the presence of the Lord. Very simple. And I'm really done today. This is a short, encouraging, inspiring message. What is the commission today? What's the ministry moment? The ministry moment is very simple. Can we get into the presence of God, see the fear in our lives go? Can we get just a little bit of an attitude where I'm not staying in the same place, but I'm moving forward? So with every eye slammed shut to where you can't see because you're not peeking, (laughs) if you're in a place where you're like, God, I'm sick and tired of the same repetitive, insane Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and I don't see things change. I need to see a change. I need to see things snap into place this year. I want you out of obedience to stand to your feet unapologetically if you're in that place. And here's what the Lord is saying. Out of obedience of you standing, it's going to happen for you. Father, we right now repent of complaining. We repent of being in a place of fear. We repent for being in a place where we haven't been in your presence and haven't experienced your joy. And we've entertained depression because we have not pressed into you. I break depression right now. I also break the lie that somebody just thought in your head that, oh, because I'm in depression, I'm in sin. I break that lie over you. Listen, what I'm suggesting is that when you're in the presence of the Lord and you press in, his joy will fill you. I'm not saying this won't be a challenge. Just like I'm not saying that you won't deal with fear. But if you don't overcome it, there is power that will take you to that place. So I right now break a spirit of fear that has been holding you back. I break anxiety and father we right now repent of perfectionism and constantly achieving and we lay that down and thank you for your refreshing and for the freedom that comes with laying down striving I break that off of every person here in Jesus name say no more striving Rivers of living water, Father, I thank you that you're releasing them and that you're taking us places. Telach, in your anointing that we can't go in our own strength. Now, just lift your hands if you would. If you're comfortable or uncomfortable with it, I want to challenge you to lift your hands. And just say this over yourself. It's important that your ears hear your mouth out of obedience say this. I declare peace right now. Yeah, I declare peace over my life right now. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you for that. 
Would you guys just begin to lift up some prayer right now? Let's just begin to stir up a spirit of intercession in this place. And Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your goodness. Lord, I thank you that you're waking us up and you're taking us where we can only go in your presence. I thank you for that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. No more striving, Lord. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for your peace. Father, I thank you for this family that's going places. You say in your word where two or three are gathered in your name, there's power in that. And Lord, we thank you for your refreshing. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your anointing. And Lord, I thank you that this is our best year yet in Jesus' name. Your power was here. It was evident. We all saw it. And now we will be obedient and spread this to the world. We'll spread this to our sphere. In Jesus' name, Father, I thank you for your anointing and your power and your presence. In Jesus' name, if you believe that, would you shout amen. amen. Listen, I swear, if the Lord lets me do it, next week is the prayer of Jabez. <laughs> I promise you. But if he wants to do this again next week, I, I'm good with it. Are y'all good with it? Yeah. I just want what God wants. I do believe he's going to have me speak this message next week. We'll see if I'm right or wrong. God's right, so whatever he wants. But guys, I'll see you next week. Such a good day. Listen, I love you guys. Have a good week. Talk to some people. I'll see you next week. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website hopecovenant.cc and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.